All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule and of course the cost well better help can solve those problems it's totally online and built around your schedule it's surprisingly affordable too connect with a credentialed therapist by phone video or online chat all from the comfort of your home Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Pause of Friday, rolling through on Sports 1440 Live on Owners Nation YouTube. I'm Jason Greger, alongside uh, Wanya Gretz. Connor Halley, and of course, the Greger Show is always presented by Play Alberta. .ca. Go all in on excitement uh, this season with odd boosts, same game parlays, player props, and more at PlayAlberta.ca. The uh, Oilers are in Tampa Bay. Of course, uh, 21 hours from uh, puck drop as it'll be tomorrow afternoon, uh, 2 o'clock Edmonton time as the Oilers looking for their fourth consecutive victory. Uh, Tampa Bay was victorious over uh, Chicago. Uh, last night and then uh, flew back today didn't fly back home after the game interesting enough according to uh, matt tompkins who was on the show earlier so uh, not sure if he's getting the start we asked him he, he was hoping to get it so we'll see what happens um let's get to the spec report now brought to you by gs construction as uh, they're planning to celebrate their huge 50 years uh, next year and you know what now's the best time you can slide in become a new employee get all the benefits of the 50th bash Go to Indeed.com and look up GS Construction. If you're looking for a stable company to work for, you can lock in for a long time. Check it out, GS Construction on Indeed.com. As uh, Mark Spector uh, joins us from uh, lovely Tampa Bay. Spec, um, Connor Brown is in, and uh, Connor Brown is going to start on the top line, it looks like. So uh, no rest for the weary. Uh, Get him in, and I kind of see both sides of this. I don't necessarily have a problem. I, um, you know, Derek Ryan, Sam Gagne, the two guys with the other options. I can see why you'd go with Dustin, uh, Connor Brown, excuse me. Uh, you sign him to be a top six forward. So I guess you might as well play him in your top six. Yeah. I mean, in a perfect world, you got so many guys that you could start them down lower and move them up. But let's be honest, Sam Gagne is playing on the top line right now and he's 
also really a fourth line player. You could put Derek Ryan there, but he's pretty much, you know, I don't mean to sound, I'm not taking shots at these guys, but he's probably a fourth line guy. So what's the difference? You might as well put Connor Brown up there and get him going. Sure. What um, what do you think about Broberg? Are we going to see him tomorrow or are they going to wait? I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to tell in practice. It, it, it looked like Darnay was getting the shifts with Kulak today, getting okay. uh, more work. But, so you know, because they rotated him every second time, Broberg was going. So it's hard to tell. Uh, I, I sense a coach who probably isn't changing a winning lineup. But uh, are they winning because – Vincent Darnay is playing so great, or <laughs> could you make that change and get Broberg in? I suggest you could probably make that change with a, fairly seamlessly, couldn't you? Yeah, I would think so, and that's why I just wonder, you know, how long they're potentially uh, going to wait. Um, what about uh, on the bottom end, uh, Gagne, Lavoie, and Ernie? Any guess on who you think is going to be the uh, draw the short straw to be the healthy yeah, scratch? Again, you know. You go to a practice when there's 22 guys skating around, try to figure out as they rotate every shift, which guy's not playing tomorrow, man. It's, you know what, it's a fourth line guy, one of them. I'm, I mean, I could guess as well as you, but I'll, I'll be honest with all our listeners. I don't know which guy draws the short straw. I just don't know. Okay. Um, you look at Tampa Bay, Spec, and they, they wanted to tread water until they got Vasilevsky back. And that's essentially what they've done. Uh, they're just one game over right now. But like this is, you know, probably your best time, you know, to get them without Vasilevsky right now. And, you know, maybe you get Matt Tompkins, the, the local guy in goal tomorrow. And no offense to Matt, but, you know, he would be the first to say, hey, I'm not Vasilevsky. But it'd be a hell of a story and one that, you know, that Tampa Bay could, you know, potentially rally around. So I'm kind of curious to see if he gets a start. Uh, we asked him when he had him on the show and uh, he said they just landed. So he wasn't really sure, but uh, he said, hey, I would love to get it. Yeah, he. I mean, the way it usually works in the NHL is, he would get a text at some point to see, assuming they're not practicing after they landed today. Yeah, uh, his goalie coach would text him with the start. He he'll go to bed tonight, knowing knowing if he's playing or not. Yeah, for sure, you know that, Jay. Uh, yeah, hey, get the get the bolts without Vasilevsky. That's better. In fact, I wouldn't mind getting him in his first game back because oftentimes it's not a great start for a guy. But uh, I can't think of a better time. You know, the Oilers listen. The Oilers got they got they got to get some wins here. Like when all this bad stuff came to a head and the coach got fired, they were all talking about how they were seven points out of the wild card spot in thirty first place. Well, today they're they're eight points out of the wild card spot in thirty first place, and they won three in a row. Yeah. So I can't stress to you how difficult it's going to be to make up these points. American Thanksgiving is coming up on Thursday. And they're eight points out of a wild card spot. They got to get to six by then, even to have a lousy chance, <laughs> right? Eight points at American Thanksgiving. I haven't done the math. I haven't looked at the history, but I will. I think that it's about a three percent chance. I don't know what it is, but it's not much. No, so no wins. Yeah, wins are important, man. Really important. Yeah, they gotta they gotta get going. Uh, no question about it. Um, they, you know, their offense has come around a little bit. Uh, their third periods are better. Obviously, we know what's happened in the uh, in the second period. But uh, I, I look at you know another full practice spec, and you know Chris Knobloch was was very open about how you know it would take some time, and it would you know 
in, in the American League or juniors said you could have three or four straight days. So on day one, you could say, okay, now we're going to work on this new system. Then we're going to work on four check. And by the time you get to the weekend game, you got a lot of changes put in. Said, hey, when we're only practicing, you know, once every few days, it's a little bit calmer. So we looked at, you know, he wanted his offense to move the puck quicker. Then they spent one practice working on really protecting the middle of the ice. Was there anything you noticed today that you were like, okay, this is a small little subtle adjustment? Yeah, what, what I noticed today was neutral zone uh, when the puck is turned over. Okay. They ran, a, they ran one drill in particular where it was basically, you know, when, when your defenseman begins defending and all of a sudden ends up with a puck at his blue line, we're not passing it three times between our defensemen and going behind our net. And it's a quick turnaround and okay. let's get it going the other way. It was, it was a, you know, they worked over and over on defending the neutral zone and then turning that defending into a transition. So, uh, you know, read the tea leaves. It sounds like a coach that wants his team to speed its game up, yep, right? Yep. Let's not wait. Let's transition as fast as we can. Let's use our team speed to go the other way. Um, you know, so that that's a plan. Uh, when you when they start firing bullets for real and we get into the real game, yep. will the defensemen and everybody react the same way? Let's hope. That's why you practice, right? You're scaring the heck out of me here, Speck. There isn't even snow in the ground. We've already written this thing off. I'm freaking out. When do you think Picard sees ice time? When do I think who sees ice time? Coming up from the A. Pickard. Yeah, Pickard. Picard. Oh, like the Pickard. Captain. Pickard. Uh, oh, my God. You know what, guys? I, I wrote this today. The column just went up. No, I saw I it. Heard. Quite the headline, yeah. Speck. <laughs> yeah. I urge our readers to read it. Um you know, it's kind of terrifying when you think that the Edmonton Oilers and their entire organization have one NHL goalie, right? One guy who's a legit NHL goalie. Like, Calvin Pickard's had a hell of a career, and God bless him, and I hope he plays and gets the shutout. But by all recognition, Calvin Pickard is, a, is an American League goalie, and I don't mean that in a, in a negative, bad, crit, critical way. That's just what he is. He's an mm -hmm. American League goalie. Uh, I don't know what Jack Campbell is these days, uh, Olivier Rodriguez is an American League goalie. That's what he is. And the chances of him ever raising above that at this age aren't great. You know, they got one guy, man. They got Skinner. And God forbid he gets hurt. Like, this season rests on Skinner playing well and playing often. Because you tell me, guys, if if it's sure, give Pickard a shot. He'll, he'll win a game for you. He can win a game. But he's not winning three in a row or four in a row. That's just not who he is anymore. So, what do you do? Like, if you don't play Skinner every day, what what do you what do you do with this team? Yeah, well, you know, it is. Rodrigue was drafted after Skinner, so he's a little bit younger. So I wonder. It's it, when you look at some of these kind of come out of nowhere goalies, those are the guys you didn't expect. And so I do wonder, you know, Rodrigue, when he's played in the American League this year, now granted, uh, he hasn't played a lot because Pickard was played twice as much, four to two, and then Campbell came down and played all three, and, and he didn't play very well at all. And so, like, we had Lorianne Munzer in here today, and she almost hinted, like, you need a break at some point when it's as low as it is for that, you might need to step away from it. And so, I, you know, I wonder if they do that, but I think they honestly, the best bets back, they might just got to ride Olivier. Rodrigue there and get him on a run and let him run five or six games in the American League. So then when you want to give a break for, for Skinner, you just swap him and, and pick her out. And then Rodrigue comes up and plays a game. That might be their best solution. Well, I don't like that solution very much, Jason. Fair. Uh, <laughs> you know, like two things. Uh, Campbell went up to Edmonton after Calgary, got some more clothes, 
sorted a couple things out at home, and now he's in Bakersfield. So he is back with the team. There's no break. Yeah. I suspected the same, Jay. No break. He's, I mean, a short break. Now he's in Baco. He's going to keep playing. Okay. Uh, I mean, nothing against. How old do you have it in front of you? How old is Olivier Rodrigue? Can somebody look that up? Yeah. Uh, he's younger um, than Skinner. So Is he younger than Skinner? Yeah, 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 because was, Skinner was drafted uh, before him. Okay, so you know 20, what? Maybe he's 23. He he's only 23. Like, like 23 for a goalie yeah. is actually pretty young. Yeah. Listen, goalies are voodoo. I'm the first guy to say. Don't ever ask me to. You know, when I say that he's, that he's an American League goalie, I'm talking about the here and now. Mm-hmm. He has not played in the NHL. He's not proven himself in the NHL. There's no way you can tell me he's an NHL caliber goalie. Does that mean he'll never be? Hey, hands are in the air, man. Don't ask me what he's ever going to be. I'm not telling you what a goalie, how he's going to pan out, okay? But, you know, but all the people who do know goalies, like Kevin Woodley and those guys, when you see the rankings of my, of, of American League goalies and goalies of the future and all that, do you ever see Rodriguez's name on them? I don't. So, listen, pal, they got their – if Skinner – I'm knocking wood as I say it. If Skinner gets hurt, these guys are in – absolute oh, trouble here yeah. big time like yeah this is not where you want to be with one nhl goalie here with 65 games to play or whatever there is it's a it's a rough spot man it's a rough spot yeah no that's uh that's totally fair it's positive friday spec you but thinking of terrifying <laughs> thursday you're thinking of a day prior <laughs> sorry <laughs> terrifying thursday uh, uh, i'll be interested in matchups tomorrow spec uh, I know that Edmonton doesn't have last change, but nowadays, Coach, you can get the matchup you want if you really want it. Um, I, I look at the, at the orders, and you know, with McDavid and Drysaddle, we know that Drysaddle obviously is the guy who's taking the face off. So there's no question about it. But Knobloch has been very complimentary of McLeod and, and Fogel thus far. Um, obviously, the offense isn't there yet um, for them, but like to, at some point, McLeod, you know, you, you got it. Like to me, I, I crunched all the numbers. He's missing the net spec almost as much as he's hitting it. That's his problem. Like he's got a, he's getting shots, but he's. I don't care if you net if you don't hit the net, you can't score, right? So you'll add it. What did Wayne Gretzky say? Yeah, yeah, uh, you, whatever. The shots you don't take, you can't score. I can't. I don't want to butcher it, but basically that. Like <laughs> McLeod's taking a lot of shots. He keeps missing the net. Like get him a scope. <laughs> get him a scope. <laughs> I'm not sure I'll have the time to sight that scope <laughs> in the slot and hit the corner, but. Hey, what am I supposed to say to that? The kid's got to, he's got to hit, you know, does that tell you a couple things? I mean, sometimes you don't hit the net because your, your degree of difficulty is harder than it should be. You're shooting from too far away, trying to pick corners. You know, what that jives with is what, uh, you know, you're looking at stats. My eye test tells me Ryan McLeod doesn't take the puck into the hard area. He's not shooting from right in front of the net. Mm-hmm. Ryan McLeod is is veering off to the perimeter when traffic comes. And is he shooting from there? I mean, I'd have to look harder at it. But but maybe the two of us, if you mix our stats together, I'm here to tell you the kid's got to get himself into the scoring area, and you're telling me he's missing the net too much. Maybe it's the same thing. Yeah, you could be right. Uh, very much so. Spec, what's happening on a, on a Friday night in Tampa Bay? You know what? I don't know. I'm the only guy on this road trip, like other than the the Oilers people who are all staying somewhere else. So I go online to see what's happening in Tampa on a Friday night just because. And 
I'm, I'm all I could find are these heavy metal death metal shows <laughs> yes. going on all around. There must be some festival or something. Okay, like, it's not my speed, man. No, no. There was a time. There was a time, but you think some guy my age is going to a freaking metal show by himself? <laughs> like it ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> you'll just be the you'll be the lone reporter sitting down in the lobby bar having a beer, basically, is what you're telling us tonight. Yeah, no. Can I, this, do they serve Merlot here? Hello, <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear you. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. What you should do is you should just live, and you probably don't, but just go there and then just live stream. Here's Spec at the Metal Band. Hey, kids. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeopardy Merlot. Oh, that would be nice. Uh, have a nice Chardonnay. Oh. I don't know what I'm doing tonight, man. Scotty Burnside keeps sending me to some place called The Hub. He says they mix the strongest drinks in the continental USA, Ooh. so I'm not sure that's a great idea. Oh, well, you got to try it, Spec, right? You never know. In the name of it, science. As long as it's stumbling distance home, you'll be okay. Yeah, well, you know what? I'll try anything once, I guess. No, that's but, true. Uh, yeah, there you go. You well, know what? I need a, I need a winger, Jay. Yeah, I need oh, a God, winger. geez, I wish I was there. I'm a good wingman right now. You know, I'd have I to know. wear a hat, though, that's for sure. So the uh, the ring of confidence <laughs> is not looking good. So <laughs> Yeah, well, anyway, I'll give it my best shot and report back Monday. All right, uh, we look forward to an in-depth report. All right, Spec, have a good weekend. <laughs> All right, boys. That's uh, Mark Spector in the uh, Spec Report brought to you by GS Construction. Uh, when we come back, uh, LT will uh, join us. We got uh, lots of texts. Texts are f- coming in hot and heavy, 833-401-1440. We also have uh, Wanye's World and more on Pause of Friday edition of The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, live in the E-Well studio. We continue on Pause of Friday on Sports 1440. Jason Gregor, Connor Holly, Wanye Gretz with you. It's a uh, pause of Friday. You know what? Uh, lots to be positive about. Of course, uh, we talked earlier. Of course, our once again, our deepest condolences going out to the uh, Maurice family. As, uh, John passed away uh, way too early at the uh, age of uh, 39 after a three-and-a-half-year battle with uh, cancer. So I uh, hope they're uh, doing as best they can right now. Let's get to the oil report brought to you by VolvoCarsEdmonton.com. Now, it's going to be plus 10 degrees this weekend, boys and girls. Ladies and gentlemen, friends of all ages, you can get $7,500 off right now on any 2023 Volvo at Volvo Cars Edmonton. So stop in, go for a test drive, baby. Well, actually, I'll I'll say this. Don't go for a test drive unless you're sure you're going to buy it. Because I'll guarantee you, once you test drive it, you're buying it. There's no turning back at that point. You're in. You're locked in. It's that simple. It's like if all of a sudden you see a picture of an Oilers Stanley Cup ring online, and you're Wanya Gratsk, you're done. You're buying it. So you're in. You'd be the same if you go to Volvo Cars Edmonton. That's how it is. Uh, Alan Mitchell, uh, a.k.a. Low Tide, joins us, uh, uh, chief historian. And uh, uh, LT, uh, do you remember Margot Farr? Margot Farr. Why does that ring a bell? Well, uh, she was the owner of the Stanley Cup ring that Wanya Gretz. We don't know that she's the owner. She had the appraisal done. okay. And this is probably violating FOIP. Oh, I don't know if it is. But we don't believe in FOIP at 1440. If if Gregor is going to violate something, it's going to be Gregor violating something. So good job. (laughs) I bought a woman's Stanley Cup ring, Low Tide. It's the oldest tale in time. It was on for sale on eBay. It came with a gem report that says it's real. But we cannot figure out for the life of us why this ring was issued and why it was made. So we have an Oilers Cup mystery finally to solve. Well, 
Rocky Farr, who was a goalie? Maybe he was the goalie coach that nobody knew. Rocky Farr. Ooh, there you go. Gregor thought she might be related to Jamie Farr of MASH fame, but I looked that up. I was just getting Wanya to start looking down any rabbit holes. Well, this is the way you do an investigation. This is the way you solve the mystery. Mm -hmm. Rocky Farr. You know, and Rocky Farr played in the WHA. I don't know if he played with the WHA owners, but that would be my guess, Mm -hmm. you know. And also there's Near and Far, which uh, Grover did at Sesame Street. Of course. Yeah, 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 that would would be good. Um, (laughs) Al, there has... um, um, well, I, never in the history of the orders, because we really haven't seen a, co- a contract like this, but uh, Connor Brown, after nine games, people just, they want to dispatch him to Siberia. They don't ever want to see him play again because he's got that 3.25 uh, bonus that will kick in once he steps on the ice tomorrow afternoon uh, in game 10. We all knew this was there at the start of the season, but it really seems, I guess, because he's goose eggs across the board. But if he had two goals and four assists in nine games, I don't think it would lessen the, the challenge of it. But what the orders management has to do is they have to look and say, OK, Connor Brown, it's 3.25 million. Well, look at how much bonus overages the Bruins have with Bergeron and Krejci. So, yeah, it sucks that you have it, but be a good manager, make better moves, and then you should be okay. Also, people, one of the things, and we all do it, I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but we need to go back and remember what happened. They needed to sign Evan Bouchard. That meant they had to get rid of Kyler Yamamoto's contract. But they also needed somebody who could play second or first line right wing in a complementary role, and they would prefer to have a veteran, a guy who was a four-checker and a two-way player. So even though I know the outrage is there, and I know people are upset, signing Connor Brown was, I think, an, I would argue, an astute move by Ken Holland. He had to get the Evan Bouchard contract done, or people would have been mad as hell. The Connor Yamamoto overpay required that they send off clean cost, and it went based on what we know they weren't going to sign anyway. So getting Connor Brown signed, I know it doesn't look good, but he played pretty well the last four or five games. The pucks will start going in, and everything is a risk. That's what, that's what being an NHL general manager is. Is or marrying your wife is or whatever, going to the college you go to or Wanye buying a great or a Stanley Cup ring that nobody's ever heard of. Unbelievable. Yeah, it really is. It's a bet. I just Googled Rocky Farr and it came back, is this low tide? And I said, nope. It was on his behest. He is a deep cut NHL player. I'll tell you what, most of the teams he played for no longer exist. That's my guy. <laughs> the Houston Apollos? Who am I talking about? The Cincinnati Swords? The Fort Worth Wings? The Salt Lake Golden Eagles? This is unbelievable. All great teams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Al, uh, Brown is coming back in, and they're putting him right on the top line, which I thought maybe they'd put him a game in the third line, but ultimately you sign him as a top six winger, and I think he's the best option after Zach Hyman to be a top six winger on the right side right now. Yeah, they want Fogel to play on the third line because they'd like to get more offense from it. And I also think, I mean, you know, they've had a chance to evaluate him. He he really was playing. I mean, nobody will believe anybody anymore because that's what happens. It, it, you know, you, you, you can talk about Connor Brown improving and somebody's going to mention the $3.25 million or whatever it is bonus. So there's no conversation to be had. But I, I, I can tell you Connor Brown was playing better before he got hurt. The first couple of games, two or three games, were great, but in terms of, of shot share and the puck going in a good direction, he was doing that. 
possibly the coaching staff has looked at him, evaluated him, and said, you know what, we don't have to bring him along slowly. He can be a plug-and-play. That's what you hope for, and we'll find out tomorrow. But I think I think the, the great thing about having Gagne as a depth forward is you, you, you can still dress, and you can plug him in if you need to. So who would you take out, Ernie, Gagne, or Lavoie? Well, I think it's going to be Lavoie. I would take out Ernie, uh, but but I think that Lavoie is. I think he's got six NHL games. He's not playing much. I like him as a player, but uh, Ernie is the veteran guy, and they the others are clearly, you know, they're all in on a veteran group. Ernie is a, a physical player. I'm surprised they didn't get. <laughs> he got two grand for which was a pretty. I mean, Wanye threw those elbows back in high school. That's how bad it was. Before I had my ring. Got, Right, exactly. Two grand. So, I, you know, I think it'll be Lavoie. And, um, I, you know, I, I think having Gagne as a guy who you can move up the lineup is more important than, than either of the two wingers, Ernie or Lavoie, because they clearly trust Gagne more. And right now, you know, you're trying to win hockey games. You, they're cutting back on mistakes. I'd run Lavoie, but I, I don't have to worry about getting fired either. Al Mitchell, like a uh, low tide, joins us. LT, Grey Cup on Sunday. What is the uh, the go to Grey Cup party food at uh, Shea Low Tide? Oh. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that. We like we like wings, uh, and we also like homemade pizza. So those are the things we like at our house, and we uh, are are and we do it for the Grey Cup, not for the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl doesn't get the good stuff. The the Grey Cup does. Okay, and um, do you have like favorite toppings on the homemade pizza? Well, it's it's you get to you get cheese pizza and you get pepperoni and then you can cut as i do tomatoes on it and also onions but the onions you can bake in or you can cut them at the end but i've the tomatoes i don't cook the tomatoes uh with the pizza i just cut them afterwards and put them on and they're they're cold but they're so good if you have like fresh um garden grown tomatoes on pizza you are absolutely in heaven yeah, I do love. Uh, we used, I used to have a pepperoni uh, mushroom fresh tomato. That was my. Yeah. That was a go to yeah. for many years. Nice. Uh, I like that one. I know you got to go soon, LT, but I just wanted you to remember that Rocky Farr in 1970, uh, 1969 played 47 games for the Denver Spurs and went 16 wins, 21 losses. It must have been a great year for both of you. <laughs> You know, I had his hockey card. I think it was with the New York Raiders, but I might be wrong. Um, and I, 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 you know, I think he might have played in a playoff game in one of those leagues. He was briefly a Sabre, just because I have this open. He was briefly a Sabre later on in life. But I'll tell you, there's right. deep cuts, and then there's players low-tide nose. And Rocky Farr <laughs> falls into the second category. By the way, boys, his first name is Norm, I believe. You are also correct. Wow, this is... It's an honor. <laughs> Norm Farr. Oh. I don't know my way home, boys, but I can tell you about <laughs> Gary Sabarin, uh, Morris Mott, and Rocky Farr. It's all in the brain, baby. What about uh, like a Dick Duff scouting report? Oh, yeah. Well, Dick Duff was a very good player. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was 
by the time I saw him and had his hockey card, he was with the Sabres. But if you go back and look at old video, oh. uh, the two guys who really impressed me in the old video that I watched later in life were Bob Pulford and Dick Duff. They were good hockey players. Oh, Bob Pulford. You know what, LT? I would agree with you. I think Bob Pulford is probably a guy who's underrated how good of a player he was. Yeah, for sure. He was he was much better than than I thought he was. I remember when he went in the hall, I was pitching and moaning. But the games that I've seen, he was good. Like he was a very good player. Yeah, yeah. No, I, that's a that's a good pull. I would uh, I would agree wholeheartedly with that one. No Rocky Far though. I'll tell you that much. Well, no, no. I mean, who can be though? Really. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Uh, LT, quickly, the uh, what a devastating Thursday nighter. We have uh, Joe Burrow done for the year. Mark Andrew done for the year. Like, that's a dominant tight end. Now, you know what? Uh, the Ravens are still very good, but the Bengals season, I think, is pretty much officially over now. They're not making them. They're five and five to begin with, and they got seven games left, and now they don't have their starting quarterback, and their backup is Browning, who ain't very good. But man, that sure changes the complexion pretty quickly. And you throw in that uh, Watson's out in Cleveland, although I'm not sure that's as much of a loss as Burrow. Really funny about that. Uh, those injuries, boys. The only guy who doesn't know about it is Al Michaels, and he called the game. <laughs> I, I mean, he, he just didn't. It's like the, the guy is like clearly in pain, and Al Michaels is talking about getting out of Dodge. It was incredible. It, yeah, it was. You know what, Al? It's it is interesting. He is um, he's unbelievable for a long, long time, but it, he does seem it now to to miss a, a little bit of stuff. It seems. I understand getting old and being grumpy. I get those things. <laughs> <laughs> LT, uh, what's what kind of game are you expecting from the orders tomorrow? I think they'll play well. I think they'll win the game. Uh, I, I do believe they'll win. Um, I, I, Tampa Bay is kind of up in the air a little bit. They still don't have the big gutter starter uh, in goal, and I think you'll see. I think you'll see the kind of desperation we saw late in the last game. They always have a chance now, and I mean they're not going to get it all back in like seven games. But I think there's some momentum, and I think it'll carry them through. I don't. I don't think they'll go undefeated on the road trip. I think two and two is fair, but I think they'll win tomorrow. LT, drive safe. Uh, enjoy the Grey Cup, and uh, we will chat with you on Monday. All right, boys. Uh, Rocky Far forever. <laughs> Rocky Far forever. Uh, I like it, Jason Greger. Uh, Wanya Gretzka, Alan Mitchell with us. LT does have some obscure, obscure names you can go through for certain. You're in the platinum grade of sports knowledge, obviously. Nothing to take away from the vault you have in your brain. But low tides, obscure deep cuts. It's not just hockey either. He can do it in baseball. He'll oh, talk to you about that. Well, 19- his, ba- his baseball guys might actually be better, to, to be honest. Um, or maybe more impressive, really, because he's got some unbelievable pulls when it comes when you're talking about baseball. And they bring up a guy and you're just like, what? And it's not just he brings up the name, because you could say names of players very easily. I could list off lots of names of guys. But then when you can add on to it with the description of certain plays and what they did, that's what separates it. If you're sitting at home and you think, I wonder what it, if I have what it takes to be low tide. I don't want to be a jerk, but you don't. Because you would needed to have remembered everything you've ever written or heard about sports back to the womb for you to be the next low tide. It's tough. Uh, it's big shoes to fill. Big shoes. Big shoes to fill. 536, uh, Jason Greger, Wanya Gretz will return. We have uh, Wanya's World. Coming up, uh, lots of text to get to. 833-401-1440 in our Jiffy Lube inbox. It's a positive Friday the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Continue on to wrap things up. The Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Presented by 
EUL, uh, live in the EUL studio. I'm Jason Greger alongside uh, Wanye Gretz from uh, OrdersNation.com. And it is time now for Wanye's World, brought to you by Action Electrical. You want to take action on savings, whether you have your resident or you have a commercial building? You're looking for solar? Well, guess what? There's all sorts of uh, government grants that you can get. They can tell you all how about it. Save up to $5,600. On some others, you can get uh, for your business uh, interest-free loans for anything solar. So learn more at actionelectrical.net. It is this time now for Wanye's World. Well, my plan had been to come in here and hold on to my ring until the Wanye World segment and then do a big reveal but I basically came through the door a one-man cup parade and started yelling about it walking right through. So you'll forgive me if you've heard most of this. But I also have to talk about the ring enough that I can write it off fully with Revenue Canada. So bringing it up for a third time on the show, I think, would be a good form. If you ever go online and you have the opportunity to win, like I did, you buy a woman's 1984-85 Stanley Cup ring. You just do. And how did she get it? You figure it out later on, and we will launch an in-depth investigation. Did this lady have her ring stolen? The chances are high. I'll be honest with you. The chances are high I've purchased a stolen ring, but I will find her, and perhaps returning it to her if it is stolen will be what breaks the curse, the gypsy curse on the Oilers. If not, I have this ring, which should break the gypsy curse on the Oilers. I don't think it'd be stolen, because, you know, it's just stolen. How do you get, well, I guess, you know, maybe go somewhere else to get the uh, letter of authenticity. No, no, you would steal the ring out of the safe in a wonderful heist like Ocean's Eleven. Oh, and then okay. you get so you're the, saying it's a, like, these are high-end thieves. This is a high-end oh, theft. Oh, wow, yeah. High-end. Well, for such a, you know, valuable piece of property, is valuable. what you're saying. I think that we got to have this to get into cup mode. I think we need to shake off the narrative that we're not in the playoffs and uh, American Thanksgiving. We need to shake that off. And I'm a Stanley Cup champion, Gregor, and I think we can come back, and I think we can make the playoffs. So there you are, everybody listening. I'm a Stanley Cup champion, and I think the Oilers have what it takes to get into the playoffs. Have you and Paul Coffey been conversing? I assume we do eventually meet. Mm-hmm. But I don't know where yet. I haven't heard from him yet, but yeah. I assume. Like, would you carry your ring around and just say, hey, Paul, look what I got? Yeah, and he'll say, you're not a woman. And I'll say, who are you to tell me that, Paul? Sir? True. I wonder, because, um, well, he wears his on the bench, and I thought, it was funny. People are, well, yeah, why wouldn't you? Like, Because his ring, it's funny. If you watch, he can wear his ring. Nowadays, the athletes, when they they can't wear their ring. No. Right? Like, you know, their hand, all of a sudden, you know, they're sitting there, and their wrist just goes... Brr. And it just falls over. Like, I can't hold this up anymore. My hand suits. Like, the thing's massive. Here, his ring may have a microphone in it, too. You never know what he's got in there, right? Possible. It's a listening device. It's possible. Well, why not? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm curious to see kind of, you know, the impact of Paul Coffey. He's been very conversational with players during the game, even in practice. Right? And, uh, you know, Ekholm was interesting. And now Ekholm says, hey, I can only speak for myself. I love getting the instant feedback. Some players don't. It all depends. And so obviously as a coach, you got to figure that out over time. Who are the guys that I can talk to in the game? And who are the guys, or I can talk to regular, maybe some guys like one time, right? So you got to figure out uh, how that is. But um, I, I think the the benefit that they will have is, and Bouchard already outlined, like him and Dave Manson are going to have different philosophies as a coach. Not one better or worse, just different, right? And I, I think the order's emphasis is going to be moving the puck quicker, moving the puck quicker. Now, 
obviously you don't want that to be at a detriment. And, you know, it's not like the orders, even though they talked about wanting to be heavy and strong and everything, that wasn't really what they are. And I think if the orders want to be heavier and tougher, they're just going to need to get a few guys who are naturally more heavier and tougher, specifically in front of the net. If there's one area still that I look at on the orders that I feel needs to improve defensively, it's you've got to make your front of the net a lot harder of a place to go. And there'll be often times where the opposing fours are banging around the net and there's no record. Then you look at the orders and they're banging a rebound. And the minute they hit it once, all of a sudden, you know, cross check from the defender, the stick on them. I just compare the differences. And, and by the, and the orders are slowly going to the net more. If you look at a lot of their goals lately, come around the front of the net, right? Which is where you have to be for the majority of the time. Like obviously I know McDavid and, and dry some of those guys can dingle dangle a little bit farther away at times, but if I, you watch a game on average, especially certain teams, like watch when the Orders play Vegas and watch the battles the Orders have in front of the net to score compared to what Vegas has in front of Edmonton's net. I, I still think that's an area that has to improve on this team. If they want to legit be Stanley Cup contenders, their will to, quote, protect the house in front of the goal has to improve. I think you said it well. I think that there's been too many nights where there's too many easy goals scored against this team, and that just doesn't play in the playoffs. Yeah, so uh, it's got to happen. Uh, there's no question about it. Uh, lots more text flying in. It's a ten twelve sixty. Hey guys, uh, the new championship rings are from athletes having trophy buckle envy from uh, Hacksaw. <laughs> well said. <laughs> it's, uh, it's true. Those things are massive, massive. Hey, guys, you guys should text Spec. Tell them to go. Some of the nicest people ever at the metal concerts. Oh, I don't discount it. I don't discount it at all. It's more a Spec problem than a concert problem. Yes, exactly. I think it's sensitive ears. Yeah. I'm not sure he can handle it. Yeah. So, not uh, not at all. Hey, guys, I really think it's the Horkoff curse. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. <laughs> well, uh, Horkoff, like, go back and look at 2006 and go series by series, 
Ryan Getzlaff, Joe Thornton. Look at the matchups Horkoff had and look at how well he did. Sean Horkoff was excellent in the 2006 Cup run. Unbelievable. Like, like fantastic. He was, he was at that time in those playoffs, no question, a number one center. Yep. You, you, I don't see how anybody could say otherwise. Like, look at all the numbers, look at the matchups, look at the production. At both ends, too. He was yeah. great defensively. Oh, it was fantastic. There, you, you couldn't argue. I, I don't think you could argue. Uh, Horkoff was fantastic that year. The only guy, well, he was a high scoring forward. Obviously, Pisani had the most goals. Horkoff had the most points yeah. amongst forwards. I think Pronger led them with 21, I think, but. I'll double check. Uh, either way, um, Horkoff curse. I'm, I'm not sure because I, I thought Horkoff was a guy who, you know, people focused on the salary and he might have been slightly overpaid. It wasn't the Oilers weren't losing because he was a million dollars overpaid. I'll say, I'll say that to my grave. So he should have been because they were like, what he should have paid? 4.5. I'm like, okay, so it makes four. What do you think you would have done with the extra million? Do you think that extra million was going to take you from 26th place? To be in a playoff team, <laughs> it wasn't happening, right? John Orkoff was not the uh, the issue. I don't feel like he cursed us. Like, he may have been cursed when he fell into the boards of the All-Star game. Remember that? Poor guy. But I don't feel like he could curse the Oilers, per se. Yeah. Hey, guys, in the last handful of seasons, it's like the Stanley Cup was won with depth and goalton. I haven't looked at the numbers, but how many of those championship teams had three players eating up over $30 million? If the answer is none, do you think the owners will have to move one of their top three salaries to get depth goaltending from uh, Butterbean? Well, Butterbean, I'll say this. Um, I'm not sure goaltending. Um, look at Aiden Hill, Lauren Brassois. Then look at the year before. And you had uh, Darcy Kemper at like 905 or 903. And you had uh, Francis at uh, 906. Right, so I don't think it was there. Bennington came out of nowhere. He was the fifth goalie in the organization and stood on his head. Now, he played well. Don't get me wrong. Now, Vasilevsky, 20 and, and uh, 21. But Tampa Bay had three guys who were making 27 mil. 28 mil, actually, because they had three guys at nine and a half. So that's 28 and a half million. Right? Then if you actually throw in Stamkos and Point and Kucherov and Hedman, like look at their top five salaries in Tampa. They were pretty top-heavy, but the difference was it was spread out. It was a goalie, it was a defenseman, and it was three forwards. Right? That's, that was the difference. And that's where I look at – and I'm not saying Vancouver's going to win. But when I look at makeup of a team, Vancouver has an elite goalie, they have an elite defenseman, and they got a few elite forwards. Now, Philip Ronick's playing out of his mind right now, so we'll, we'll see how long that lasts. But Tampa, what worked for them was it was spread out. Now, Washington had Carlson. Right, uh, they had a pretty good goalie in Holby, and then they had uh, Ovi and Backstrom. Right, so Edmonton right now, like they're going to need Stuart Skinner. Beca- like Stuart Skinner's only his second year, and I think the one thing that sometimes gets overlooked for Stuart Skinner, and everybody wants to blame the goalie coach, Stuart Skinner, who's the veteran guy that he's supposed to be learning from? Right, like look around, lots of other guys. There's a veteran there for a bit, and and even if you're playing split duties, the veteran, as much as the goalie coach is good, you learn the veteran can just explain things in game at times a little bit differently. Right, you just have someone to even just throw things off of. Well, right now, Stuart Skinner, let's I don't know what happens. He's trying to play a play or what? Well, how would you play this? And he's going to Pickard, and God love Pickard, but it's not the same. Right? If Mike Smith was here now, it would be perfect. Even Jack Campbell, but last year, Stuart Skinner couldn't really rely on Campbell because Campbell couldn't rely on himself. And I think that's one thing that if I look at the Edmonton orders, um, Jack Campbell, 
it, it, I don't think it's salvageable this year. I hate to say it because I'm the optimist. I think it's going to be very difficult to see him back in the NHL the way he's playing right now. Like we're talking like a one, like a 180 and another 180 and another one. Like, you know, come on, let's be real here. We go 360. Now we're going 540. We're going 720s. Like, come on. We know where it's a, where it's got to go. I don't, I'm not sure I can see him coming back this year. So, you know, God love picker. I think the orders, and I'm sure they already are because we'd heard they're having conversations. They got to be on the lookout all the time. I know Stuart Skin has played well but lately. Hasn't solved the issue. But not Bennington. No, Bennington makes no sense. Oh, thank goodness. No, no, no. Bennington makes no sense. Please don't bring in Bennington. No, that, uh, I, I would be, I don't see how that helps you, to be honest. Like, and, and I'm honestly not sure. St. Louis is like, okay, we got three years left at six million for Bennington and we're going to get Campbell at three years at five million. Like, that makes, like, Edmonton would have to pay so much on top of it to make it happen that I, I'm not sold. It's, uh, we're, now Bennington's played better this year. I'll give him credit. After the last few years, but I wouldn't. Um, that's not a guy I'd be looking at. There's, there's not a lot of great options out there. There's to be honest. not a right. lot of great options. That's the challenge. So, um, but uh, we'll see where it goes from there. Um, hey guys, uh, Wal- Jesper Wallstead was uh, there. The order should have drafted him. Yeah, sure, but he's in the American League. He he isn't in a von. He doesn't like when Spec said the orders only have one bonafide NHL goalie right now. Jesper Wallstead isn't that guy. Like he's uh, he's played what forty six AHL games, and it, you know what? He's been good at for forty six AHL games. There's nothing wrong with that. But AHL numbers are very different to NHL numbers. So uh, you know maybe he'll be that guy, and maybe they will uh, look back and regret on that. You will have to see. Right? They had Rodrigue and they had Skinner, and so some would say, well, you know what? Maybe you don't take a first rounder on that when you have two young goalies that you think those are your guys. I could make that argument. But if you thought he was clearly better, then you should take him anyway. And uh, they obviously didn't. So, But we'll see. Again, just because a guy is lighting it up in the American League doesn't mean he's going to light it up in the NHL, especially goaltenders. It is, it's a crazy, it's great. Now, having a 930 in the American League, at least usually historically, is a good basis point to say, hey, we think this guy can come to the NHL and be pretty good. Like if you're a 910 goalie in the American League, it's a little bit harder. 930 is a threshold, though? That's Not, not always, but... Um, Usually, it's a it's a good guideline, right? Like, hey, you can be nine eight nineteen or nine twenty, but probably at least nine twenty. And not and not, I'm not talking thirty games. I'm talking a guy who's done it for because most goalies, like, there's very few goalies who don't spend a, uh, at least a few years in the American League. Like Mark Andre Fleury is an exception. Carey Price, exception, right? Like, there's not a lot. And then if they do, or if they don't spend a lot of time in there, then usually they're a guy who's going to be, um, you know, being a backup and, and kind of like Mike Smith, people, Mike Smith played four seasons in the American league. Right. And then, you know, was, was a backup in the NHL for three or four, right. He didn't really become a starter till later on. Lots of very few goalies are starters under the age of 25. So Skinner's 25. Now it's good. He's there, but they got to get a veteran, man. I think just to, you want a veteran to help support the guy, but also just somebody to bounce ideas off sometimes. I think that's I think that's an underrated thing they're missing that hasn't been talked about and probably should be. Wande, congratulations on the ring. Thank you. Uh, to, uh, try not to sleep with it. Don't don't hurt you. Like don't sleep with it where you roll over, then you wake up and now your back's all open. Should I swallow it? Awkward. No, no, don't eat it. Don't eat it. So I'm wearing my Scranton shirt, and you knew what I should have said on that line, but. Uh, that's what she said. God, you can't. I have to do it. I have to do it.
Have yourselves a great weekend. Please don't drink and drive. Don't be inebriated. Enjoy the order game tomorrow afternoon. Listen to uh, watch the uh, pregame show on Orders Nation YouTube. Let's get to the con man of sports. 1440 update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Home of the no payments, no interest for one year on your AC unit or your furnace. Either one. It's so warm right now. You're thinking AC. Have a great weekend. Good night. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 